hello and welcome back to the Sunday Slate. Shout out to Spags for the clean little intro. Big shout uh, out to Spags. Huge. The man, the myth. He's a Jets fan. That's not his most shining quality, but we still love him. Here we go. We're back with week two. Week one, airs was absolutely electric to watch. Yeah. It fucking stunk to bet on. Well, yeah, no, I think everybody's back here because they loved how accurate we were in our week <laughs> one analysis. Um, you know, nobody's cutting edge with the accuracy and the insight. So thanks for returning. Uh, for you know, where I mean, you're it's always like that, though, week one. It's always like that. There's always, you know, the chance of any particular draft class having a guy that turns a game on its head. Um, I don't think I saw any rookies kind of transform the game as much uh, in week one. But it's just interesting to see everybody else together. You know, all these teams have gone through a lot of transition. Some good teams looked awful and yeah. some bad teams looked great. Really good. <laughs> so, yeah, man. Here we are. We'll do it again. Last week, the, the weekly parlay, we hit two legs. So even if you bet them as singles, you got fucked. Uh, apologies for that. Bengals, you suck. The Steelers, what a what a classic, what a classic opener for the Steelers to knock off a division rival in, in dramatic fashion with a doink and, and multiple missed field goals. Yeah. Uh, the Lions maintain a covering machine. They're insane. 12 and 6 against the spread in Dan Campbell's first 18 games as a head coach. The Pats. Good fourth are, quarter defense out of those Eagles. Yeah, seriously. Fend it off. A, a hell of a effort to come back into that game from the Lions. The Pats are fucking dead to me, and the Jags jagged hard. So we spin into week two, and we'll just dive right into this morning slate, all right? First things first, Commanders at the Lions. Lions are favored at home by one point, over under 48 and a half. My big note on this is that these teams go under – 55% of the time, if you date back to the start of 2021, 48 and a half is a big number for two, like really, really not awesome offenses. We saw in the Eagles game that the Lions did show some flash and there was some excitement to be had, but I don't know, man. I don't know. The, the front seven from the commanders is actually pretty for real. I, I, I don't love any money on this game, period. Uh, but if I had to do anything, I would go under 48 and a half. That's a pretty big number. Yeah. Big note here is DeAndre Swift is active today. So uh, I think that tilts the scales. I'm I'm willing to go Lions. This is not a game I'm willing to bet on. Uh, there were a lot of times last week where the Lions looked like the Lions. And then there were other times where they showed up and they looked like a different team, an inspired team playing inspired football. So uh, I got the Lions in this one, but it's going to be a close one. Carson Wentz is the quarterback of the Commanders, and that's another big reason why I'm going Lions. Always fade Commander Carson. Absolutely hate the Red Rocket on this crew. Next, we go Jets at Browns. Browns, six-and-a-half-point favorites, over under 39-and-a-half. Not a barn burner in Vegas's eyes. Cleveland, fun fact, two-and-six against the spread at home as a favorite last season. Winning those games – when they did win by just a margin of 1.9 points on average. So when they win, it's tight when they're home favorites, not conducive to betting them to cover here six and a half. But then you look at the Jets. Last year, 
As Road Dogs, the Jets lost by an average of 14.9 points, and they lost by 15 at home to the Ravens last week. The Jets fucking stink, dude. Joe Flacco, 37-year-old Joe Flacco, threw 59 passes last week. If you think that the Jets have a chance of winning this football game, even competing in this football game, I think you're wrong. Trends be damned. Recent history for the Browns be damned. Brownie the Elf on the midfield logo be damned. Browns are going to run away with this one. I love them minus six and a half. I would like to pitch that to you as the first leg of the weekly parlay. Yeah, no, I think, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, how much better is Jacoby Brissett than Joe Flacco? <laughs> Who knows, right? Who cares? That's, hey, that that's for the viewers of this game, won't be me. But yeah. uh, at the end of the day, I think, you know, you have two quarterbacks that aren't, are, are, are quite inferior. They're not in the, in the, in the best crop of the group. Uh, and six and a half, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think the Browns are, are, are that good. But in any case, you got to look at the playmakers, and they probably have the better playmakers on both sides of the ball. The defense is for real. The Browns' yeah. defense is actually for real, and the Jets' offense does not fucking exist. If Joe yeah. Flacco drops back 59 times today, Miles Garrett might sack him six times. We might be looking at we might be looking at just a, an absolute bloodbath, and I just think that the imbalance is immeasurable, and I think that this is a double digit W for the Browns. Yeah, I mean, hey, if anybody's got experience beating up on the Browns, it would be Raven Joe Flacco. So who knows? But I gotta agree with you there. <laughs> yeah, fuck, dude. If the Jets, if this, if this first leg of the weekly parlay goes under because the Jets upset. <laughs> The Browns, I would be beside myself because this feels like a cakewalk. I think everybody and their sister should be taking the Browns minus six and a half. What are you doing with Elijah Moore and Amari Cooper? Start sit. So I think that the number speaks the most to what this game's going to look at, right? Look like it's 39 and a half. It's a low score. I think that the Browns are just going to mow over the Jets. I think that Nick Chubb has a huge day. I think that Kareem Hunt has a huge day. I would sit Amari Cooper because I don't think that they'll need to pass the football. This this double digit victory could look like twenty one to three, and just just be a real slow, maybe even boring looking football game. But it will be physically dominant. Um, if anything, Elijah Moore's in a tough spot. I mean, Joe Flacco's throwing fifty nine balls in week one. Like you got to like the opportunity, but then again, it's thirty seven year old fucking Joe Flacco. So yeah. How, how do you feel about those two for yourself? Yeah, I would say similarly. I mean, uh, Cooper only getting six targets last week. That's something that's uh, surprising to me. So I don't know if they'll try to change that this week or not. But um, Elijah Moore, I've been seeing, you know, he he's a guy that I think, you know, probably pretty reliable. And if the game script goes anything like you just hinted at, I think Elijah Moore is a good play. Sure. Nick Chubb's sure. a great play. If you're playing catch up all day, yeah. I mean, Nick Chubb's a great play every fucking week, but yeah, Jets are playing catch up all day. Obviously, that obviously like Sal is Carter's not afraid great. to toss it. Yeah, dude. Yeah, like him too. Take it down to Nolens. Bucks at Saints. Interesting recent history here. The Bucks are two and a half point favorites on the road, over under forty three and a half. Tom Brady fully defeated by the Saints so far as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. 0-4, but that was against the Sean Payton, Drew Brees era Saints. We are now in a new world. Jameis Winston truly at the helm. Something in my gut tells me that Brady gets his. 
it's more so. so than anything the fact that he only scored 19 points last week. You don't yeah. see you don't see two duds from TB12 back to back ever over the last 20 years. I think that he gets right against the Saints here. I think that offense gets into a groove. I love Leonard Fournette in your fantasy lineup. I love Mike Evans just got the okay to play. He's going there. This could be, I mean, we could come down to how the saints and the Falcons looked last week where it was blow for blow, tick for tack towards the end of the game. But if Tom Brady finds himself in that situation with Jameis Winston, I just don't think that it ends so close. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I mean, those trends are meant to be bucked. So uh, I don't think Tom went home satisfied last week beat a Cowboys team but that Cowboys team looked awful so so far our analysis on their offseason is pretty accurate but uh at the end of the day you know Tom's Tom's not satisfied you know he went back to the lab went to work this week and he's gonna gun for the Saints he he does not like that record I'm sure um Alvin Kamara's inactive so there's there's that um but yeah I, I agree with you I think it's gonna be a a heavy Bucks game look for them to cover and uh and Leonard Fournette's a good play. Yeah, I agree with that too. Since Tom Brady came to Tampa Bay in 2020, when the Bucks are road favorites, they win by an average margin of over nine points. There you go. Follow the follow the trends, people. Follow the trends. Yeah. We like the Bucks minus two and a half. To New York, to the Meadowlands, where the most boring team in the NFL, the Carolina Panthers, take on the Giants, who opened up this morning as one-and-a-half-point favorites, are now one-point dogs at home. Over under 43 points, 43-and-a-half. Here I love the Giants straight up, minus 110. There's not a ton of money to be made here. There's nothing. There's no There's no big odds for anybody. Um, but I fucking love Saquon Barkley in 2022. Kid played 83% of the snaps on last Sunday, 194 all-purpose yards in the tutty. I think that we're going to see more of the same. I know that you're pretty bullish on that that Panthers defense, but they just got absolutely abused by the Browns last week, and I think that Saquon's yeah. going to be able to do more of the same himself here at home against the Panthers. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, I think a lot of last week was as much as I thought Baker would have kind of a one-up on that defense, I think the defense ended up having a one-up on him, and they knew exactly how to play him. I mean, he was also not playing the best ball. So there's that. But, uh, no, at the end of the day, the Giants all, all across the board, they've got a better quarterback play. Uh, they've got a better running back as far as – well, actually, you know, it's pretty up for toss, CMC versus Saquon. but uh, Fully healthy Saquon, which we have now. Right. Across yeah. the board, I, I think the Giants, especially with Dabble, uh, I just trust a lot of their structure, their team structure, more than I trust the Carolina Panthers. So um, I think the Giants take this one. They're 1-0. So uh, as an Eagles fan, you got to be, you know, a little bit concerned about their emergence, especially with a new regime. And they made a lot of great moves in the both front office and on the coaching staff. And so um, I would not be surprised if the Giants covered by three, let alone uh, you said they're dogs now. They are now one point underdogs. Yeah, take that money. And so when I was I was going through this morning, getting ready, just running through this whole thing, looking at looking at some stuff, trying to trying to. Convince myself of my gut feelings. Last year against the spread, the, the Panthers were two and four as road dogs, losing games on average by four and a half points when they were an underdog on the road. When this flipped, I then looked and said, hey, how'd they do as road favorites last year? One and two against the spread, losing by an average of 10 points. 
When the Panthers are favored on the road, they get blown out last year anyway. And I mean, I was leaning, I was leaning Giants here all day. We're going G-Men on the money line, better payout odds. It's minus 110. Then plus one is minus 118 right now. It's not, it's not quite a pick them. We love them on the money line. Go get yours. Absolutely. Pats at Steelers. This one's a lot of fun here. Okay. Yeah. Because the Patriots always play the Steelers well. The Steelers look like a fucking buzzsaw. And the Patriots look like a flat tire uh, in week one. I mean, they just got absolutely mollywopped by Mike McDaniels and company down there in Miami. So Pats are two and a half point favorites in Pittsburgh. Steelers are plus 130 on the money line. Over under is 40 and a half. What's your gut tell you, Bears? Gut tells me that, you know, similar to Tom, I think there's a lot more similarities and there are differences between him and uh, Bill Belichick. I think, you know, they spent so much time together that last week Bill wasn't satisfied uh, at all. So you got to think he's coming back. Uh, you might have a little bit of misplaced confidence in a guy like Mitch Trubisky, who, uh, you know, is here to do a job. He's a hired gun, but um, he's Mitch Trubisky. So uh, at the end of the day, I think both teams are solid. Both teams, it's a very interesting matchup because they're both, uh, you know, you'd expect the Patriots to be the 1-0 team in this matchup at this point. But um, at the end of the day, Mac Jones, I would lean having, you know, him throwing a better game than Mitch. Najee Harris is healthy. Uh, but at the end of the day, that Patriots running back core is really tough to to, to compete with. So um, I'm gonna give you the 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 props on the on the Patriots to call, and then uh, I think they covered three. Um, see, so you must have misunderstood me. I'm out on the Pats here. There's You're all no, in on the Steelers. There, there's no. I'm not all in on the Steelers. Like for long term, you know, ramifications here. But dude, they. There's no. There's no. TJ Watt in town this week. Um, he's got the cartilage stuff in the pack, whatever it was. Um, yeah. Turned out to be better news than worse news. But Cam Hayward went on the record. Somebody asked him, like, well, what are you guys going to do without TJ Watt? He said, look, we're not reinventing the wheel. Some guys are going to have to step up, but we are who we are. And who they are. Alex has, is good. Who, who they are had forced five turnovers, five takeaways against Joe Burrow and the Bengals, the nicest receiving core in the league supplemented by Joe Mixon and here you're going to you want to you want to jump on the Mac Jones train with the Damian Harris from Andre Stevenson stack yes. I don't know dude I, and I know history tells us that the Pats play the pay, play the Steelers well but if you're going to give me three and a half points for the Steelers at home here's a fun little tidbit for you in the last two years Pittsburgh's three and oh against the spread as home dogs covering spreads positively by over nine points when they win it's an average of seven points as home dogs damn mike tomlin has that thing he's got that thing where nobody disrespects mike tomlin no he's no yeah no he's no slouch you're not coming into pittsburgh and disrespecting us and these aren't these aren't the tom brady patriots anymore those days are gone I somebody I was talking to somebody they were talking to me about the Chiefs and they're like you know you guys are really I think you're going to be the next Patriots blah 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 nobody's ever going to be the next Patriots if the Chiefs go on and win their seventh straight AFC West title this year fucking awesome I don't see a snowball's chance in hell that they continue that past the Andy Reid era in Kansas City so at the very most they can stretch that out to 2026 and that's not even close to the 20-year dominance that we saw from the Tom Brady Bill Belichick 
combo in New England. So that shit's over and done with. Tua had his way with that defense, and the offense looked like shit. Yeah. I'm out on the Pats. The Pats stink. The Pats are third place in the East, as far as I'm concerned. If I was going to put it down here, it's the Steelers with the points. And if I really wanted to put my nuts on the table, it'd be the Steelers straight up. Here's my key to the game. Whichever team executes on third down more wins this ballgame. And you have no faith in the Steelers to do that with Najee Harris? Absolutely not. Not with Trubisky. Not with uh, cautious Najee Harris. No, they don't have it. All right. Well, this one will not be making the weekly parlay. Too much division. Um, Fun game to watch, though. That's actually my favorite game on the morning slate. I'm checking in on that game for sure. Big time my favorite game on the morning slate. Next, we go to Jacksonville. Duval! The Colts at the Jags. Colts are three-point favorites. Jags are plus 146 on the money line. 45 points. The Colts looked like shit last week. They did. They tied with the Houston Texans. They scored 20 points. Matty Ice, another 37-year-old quarterback, threw it 50 times, and Jonathan Taylor's their, their tailback. What are we doing in Indianapolis, Frank Reich? What is happening? Do we hit the panic button? Where are you at right now, Bears? Mainly as a Birds fan, just excited to see Frank and Doug back at it again. On the sidelines. <laughs> same Family time, business. Same channel, yeah. Uh, overall, though, I don't think anybody wants to win that division. Uh, it's a tough division, um, but at the end of the day, somebody's got to step up. And so I would expect the Colts to start, uh, you know, they didn't get a loss. They didn't hang a loss on themselves last week. And so that yeah. may help in the long run. Uh, overall, they're a good team. Matt Ryan, you know, it's his first game in the white and blue. And so uh, they gave the ball to Jonathan Taylor 31 times last week. That's the thing that's concerning to me. That's not going to be sustainable for 16, 17 games of the season. So, you know, I'd like to see the Colts win. I think the Colts will win here, and I'd like to see them use JT a little bit less because they're they're clear favorite in my opinion. So, I mean, I think that we do see JT used a little bit less here um, regardless because that Jags draft class actually does look pretty fucking nice. That first mm-hmm. round hit. You got you got 1-1, Trayvon Walker and Devin Lloyd both showed out last week. Um I think that they have the ability to contain Jonathan Taylor. It's got to be really, really, really concerning to Colts fans that JT ran the ball 31 times and your quarterback threw the ball 50 times and you tied with the Houston Texans. Very. So, like, it's week one, you know, some jitters, some nerves, whatever the fuck. It's a new new quarterback, you know. all All the hype in the world was on the Michael Pittman train coming into fantasy drafts. And JT's obviously RB1. And that's, I mean, I'm uh, 0 and 1 to start. Like you said, I mean, that's kind of scathing by. Like you're not, you don't hang an L, but that is an absolute goose egg to have a division game to open up the season and have that showing. So staying in house here with the Jags. I, if anything, I would be betting the Colts. I'm staying away from this one, though, because the last time we saw the Colts in Jacksonville, we all know what happened. Only note I have trends-wise here, since JT joined the team, Indy is 19-16 and 16 against the spread, borderline a coin toss, margin of victory is just about five points, and when they do cover, it's on an average by two points over the spread. So if things were to continue, leaning towards the fact that a guy like JT is dominant, even if we are 
going to be fading him a bit today in terms of volume. The Colts should win this game by five points. 100%. Not a reason in the world why they shouldn't. So we'll see. Um, I'm staying away from that one. If anything, if I was going to be try to be sharp with this one, I'd probably go under 45 points just because of what we saw from both of these offensive units last week. Would love to see the bag getter, Christian Kirk, get a whole lot of targets again this week. 12 Every targets day. Left. 12 targets last week. Decent little fantasy opener for the kid. Yeah. Price in, in the target going down. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Dolphins at Ravens. The final game on the morning slate. The second most exciting to me, right behind that Patriots and Steelers matchup. Dolphins enter Baltimore as three-and-a-half-point dogs over under Actually, can you guess, Ayers? What would you guess? If I told you right now, if you don't have it right in front of you, what would you guess the points are here in Baltimore? 48. See, so my gut told me 49. And I just thought, after what we saw Tua would do, you know. Pretty good, there was, pretty on in sync, you and me. Yeah, so there was the there was the one really ugly pass that everybody was like, oh, making fun of the – I mean, I even did it. This is the most catchable, catchable ball ever that was 20 yards underthrown. That pass was tipped. Tua looked all right. That offense looked to be in sync. The defense was more than serviceable, shutting down the pats, keeping them to single digits. I really think that the Dolphins, I was talking shit going into it at probably exactly 10-21 last week, saying that I was all the way out on the Dolphins. I think that they're going to be okay the all of the smoke and mirrors and ass kissing that's been coming from Mike McDaniels and now coming back to him, like say what you will about it. This is a game I expected points to be in. I had 49 in my heart when I looked at it. It's 44 and a half. And that seems pretty low to me because Lamar looked fucking awesome. Granted, against the Jets, but those couple of balls that he unloaded were awesome. His deep ball looks dialed. Lamar looks like 2019 type Lamar. So Here's one fun little tidbit for you, and it nails my second favorite bet on the sheet so far. Since 2019, Baltimore has only covered the spread 50, or covered hit the over 53% of the time. When they hit the over, they do it by an average of four and a half points. 44 and a half plus four and a half is 49. That's how many points we're getting in this game. A little 26-23 finish. I like the Ravens, and I like the over here. Yeah. Absolutely. I got 31-24 Ravens W. So take that over. Root for some points. And uh, the Ravens are a physical ball club, man. Yep. They had a great draft. Drafted a bunch of physical guys. Kyle Hamilton, Tyler Linderbaum, Travis Jones. Uh, you know, the run game's not what it is. J.K. Dobbins is out. I'm pretty sure the last I had read. And overall, Baltimore's a great team. And I think Dolphins have a little bit more regression to the mean. Uh, some people get humbled, you know. Tua, uh, there's a there's a good there's a good if you if you're following the storyline, there's a good competition out there every week. Who's was Nick Saban right? You know, who's the better quarterback, Tua or Jalen Hurts? A lot of people would say right now, Edge goes to Tua, uh, and so just you know, watch that this this week. See how that you know college quarterback matchup plays out in the in the big leagues because that's a fun thing to watch in a, in a league driven by quarterback play. Uh, but two is a guy that I don't think played uh, defenses, defenses that are as stout as Harbaugh, typical Harbaugh defenses are as often. And when he does, I don't think he performs as well. 
that team is full of Ferrari type players. They've got Chase Edmonds, they've got Mike Kosicki, they've got Jalen Waddle, they've got Tyreek Hill, they've got guys that are built for speed. But when when speed comes against physicality, you don't know who's going to be available in the third and fourth quarter. And I think I, I got to give you know Baltimore more credit for being in the mix for as long as they have. Whereas Dolphins are more of an emergent threat right now. Uh, I'm hitting I'm hitting the Ravens here. Yeah. Yeah, we love the over. It's also going to be like 90 degrees in Baltimore. So, you know, there's always the concerns of the late season when you get the the candy toothpaste colored jerseys from the Dolphins up in New England or something like they just can't play there. Um, None of that's on the table today. I think that we get to see a little bit of highlight from Tua. But at the end of the day, I think that the physicality of the Ravens and the fact that Lamar is simply just far superior is going to shine through. Dolphins. Plus three and a half isn't a terrible bet. I think it's competitive. Uh, my points, 49 with a 26-23 call. You could you could stack the over with the Dolphins taking the points. Uh, bottom line, I like the Ravens to come out on top, and I like a little bit of humble pie going to the Dolphins. Head to the afternoon games. We start with the Falcons at the Rams. Rams are 10-point favorites over under 46 and a half couple interesting things about this game. The Rams are the Super Bowl champs. They're the reigning champs. We love the Rams. The Rams have all the hype. I'm not so fucking big on the Rams. Definitely not the Rams offense. If you got Jalen Ramsey in your secondary, you got, a, you got a good chance of shutting somebody down and competing on offense. Matt Stafford's nice. Cooper Cup is obviously in the MVP conversation of last year. Probably got hoed even worse than Tom Brady did, not receiving it over Aaron Rodgers. But – the Rams at 10-point favorites here is a tough pick. They only won by more than 10 points twice last season, and their average margin of victory was 5.7 points. They play a lot of tight ball games. They play a lot of tight, like gritty, down-to-the-wire ball games, and they were good at finishing last year. They, were, they had that, that X factor, that edge, that, that compete factor plugged in for 17 regular season games and an awesome playoff run last year but they were not a buzzsaw for anybody. Right. Well, and last week they definitely weren't. And I think that's the biggest thing for me coming into this matchup is what is that Rams offense? You know, is do we have a bunch of guys that are half healthy here in, you know, the first couple of weeks of the season? Cause they just didn't look right. And the bills are the bills. And so the bills are the class of the league uh, for a lot of people right now, especially with Josh Allen at quarterback and the way that he just, He's amazing. And I know, you know, he's right up there with you guys, the Chiefs. Um, but at the end of the day, the Falcons played great last week um, and the Rams didn't play great last week. It's a home game for the Rams. So expect a little bit of an edge for the Rams. Drake London comes home to Southern California where his roots are. Uh, that should be pretty cool. I'm not, you know, not down on the Falcons. I like how the Falcons play ball that Arthur Smith uh, starting to show his hand as far as who he is. Uh, identity-wise as a head coach, I wouldn't be surprised if the Falcons covered, but I still expect the uh, <clears throat> the Rams to come away with the W here this week. Yeah, Falcons were your it's, big dick pick of the week last week. Who are the Falcons? Yeah, you had them over the Saints. That was what yeah, we, that was Falcons. our most divisive point last come week. On. I'm 1-0 in the big dick pick. But I, I, I – Deserves it. I do, I do like the Falcons to cover here. Ten points is a lot for any NFL team. The Rams really. were not ten-point favorites last week. No. The Rams no. did not play like 10-point favorites last week. So no, they didn't They didn't earn that. I think that the Falcons need a little bit more respect. 
Um, there was, I think, four 40 burgers on the on the Falcons last year. They lost by more than 10 points six times last year. Defense Almost looked good t- last year or last week. Yeah. Better, at least. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So you're talking about a year ago, a team that lost by double digits Awful. or more over over 30% of the time. Marcus Mariota wasn't their quarterback. And you did not have the Drake London Kyle Pitts stack. Corderell was nice. Tyler Algier is in today. He's active. Yeah. He's going to be a legit backup. And that's a bruiser, y'all. I think that I think that you can see him today finding the identity of a legit third down back type of a runner. And I'm I'm excited about the Falcons today. I love them with we the did, points. We did some homework on Tyler Algier, and that's a that's a super productive running back as far as a guy that he kind of reminds me of of uh, prime Jordan Howard, to be honest. Just the mm. way that he moves forward, and it's constantly one you know, three, if it, it, it's not a, not, it's not a lot of negative uh, rushes. And so if, if Algier gets the opportunity to play today, he looked great in preseason. Uh, yeah. And the Falcons are all about that. If you think about Brable's Titans offense, that's kind of where Arthur Smith came from. Uh, Falcons are all about that ball control, keep the ball, minimize the turnovers. And I think they have uh, better, better options and better places as far as the quarterback position, ball carriers, uh, Drake London's a great pass catcher. Get Kyle Pitts a little bit more involved, uh, and the and the defense looked better. So uh, the Falcons are no slouch. I think the Falcons are starting to build up to becoming a more respectable team again. Yeah, they've got road dog vibes. They got they got we'll punch you in the mouth kind of feel to them, and you love to see that in the red and black. Absolutely. Take it to the West Coast. Got an NFC rivalry: Seahawks at Niners. Love this game. Seahawks or eight-and-a-half-point dogs after upsetting hey. Russ and after Trey hey. Lance lost outright to Justin Fields. But I ain't right back. I ain't right back. I ain't right back, though. He ain't right back to the bookkeepers either. There's not, not a shot in hell that the Niners win this game by nine points. Over-under is at 40-and-a-half. Here's some tidbits about this rivalry, and it's this is all but irrelevant other than the intangible factor that this is truly one of the best head-to-head rivalries that we know in our generation here. There is bad blood between the Seahawks and the Niners. They play a lot of really tight games. But since 2014, the Seattle Seahawks are 14-2 and against the San Francisco 49ers. 14-2. and Wow. Average... 52 points per matchup since 2019. Some high-scoring affairs that the Seahawks tend to edge out. That's all That's all the confidence in the world to Russell Wilson and what he was able to do. But we're talking about historic franchises here. We're talking about serious hatred here. I love the Seahawks with eight and a half points. Yes. No, absolutely, man. You know what? Here's the funny thing. If Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback, I'm actually probably more on the on the Niners' side here. Um, mm. but the, the fact is, is that Trey Lance did not look good against a Bears team uh, last week. He did not, you know, have the dynamic look that he had in, in the season or in the playoffs last season. And uh, he just didn't look like the guy that the Niners seemed to be sold on. And so uh, with that being said, the uh, Seahawks, although they, they may not have the physical ability uh, at the quarterback position that Justin Fields has versus Geno Smith, 
the Seahawks looked super cohesive last week. Mm-hmm. And I think in week one, that means that they're doing the work. That means when they go and they, you know, clock into the building, they know Russ isn't in the building. They know the guy's gone and they know that there's a whole bunch of hungry dogs that, you know, are definitely being slept on in the league. And so I think the way that they've shown up uh, post offseason program, it's obvious that Pete Carroll's doing a job uh, leading some men there in Seattle. And I just think that that's an easier thing to, to, to lean on going into this matchup because the Seahawks looked good. The Niners did not look good. So you got a team that's looking to build off of an already productive uh, week last week. They're missing Jamal Adams. But I, I do think that the Seahawks would be a good idea to play on right here because uh, the team looked very solid. And, you know, the, the Niners don't have one of their big identical pieces, which is Elijah Mitchell. And that means that a lot of folks picked up Jeff Wilson this week for fantasy matchups. And here's the deal. Maybe Jeff Wilson does it finally. Maybe, Maybe he finally does it. But he just hasn't. He's never yeah. been that guy. Jeff Wilson's been the guy as far as picking him up and being cute on waiver wires, but I even picked him up, and I'm not expecting anything. I'm not starting him because he just hasn't done it. So if he yeah. proves me wrong, then all the Jeff, Jeff Wilson guys uh, stand up. But at the end of the day, don't call me one of them because I don't believe in him, and I don't believe in the Niners this week. Yeah. Period. 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 Eight and a half is way too many. That's a, that's such a, that is such a margin for one, a team that won and a team that lost. Yeah, we got attack I mean, of the flies over here, dude. I don't know if this is a this is a sign for the Eagles this week or what, but I'm getting a swarm of flies here surrounding the shit. That's the <laughs> over on flies in the air's backyard. Bengals at Cowboys. Bengals seven and a half point favorites on the road. No Dak Prescott. Over under forty one and a half points. It's the Cooper Rush show in Dallas. Hearts are broken. We're right back where we left off for America's team. And this is a bloodbath as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Joe Burrow era. Bengals are 12 and five against the spread after a loss and beat the spread by three and a half points in those matchups. That means an 11 point game here if history prevails. And I do not think that that's too far off. I like double digits for the Bengals over the Cowboys here. Oh, this is just it. This is your 10 point dog game. Okay. Because the Cowboys look like dog shit. They do not look good. (laughs) They look bad. Cooper Rush is not it. Uh, there's, you know, just so much stuff going on. It's Mike McCarthy's season, you know. Oh, man. Just – and the thing is, is we saw it all, Proc. Last – how do you go – last year, how do you go from being a Super Bowl contender, legitimate threat, to just totally looking incompetent? I mean, Jerry Jones is in full panic, full save face mode. It's yeah. not a good look in Dallas. As much as it pleasures me uh, as an Eagle fan – you just got to look at it and almost think about like malpractice because of some of the moves that were made this offseason. They are a top-heavy team in far, as far as contracts go. There's five guys that comprise the top 60% of their salary cap. That's, that is not a good thing. And guess what? Three of them, three of them are healthy. So at the end of the day, you don't have a good, a good team. They're building around a lot of the wrong people, um, and the, the Bengals are going to be hungry. The Bengals are not going to be any team, you know, willing to just lay down and, and, and lose to the Cowboys after losing last week in the way that they did. So Bengals, I say Bengals by at least 10, and uh, you got to take the, the, the money line there. Well, better you're getting far better odds taking them to cover 7.5, minus 106. Bengals on the money line would be minus 335. So we will take them with the points, covering 7.5, beating the dog shit off of the Cowboys. 
Speaking of Cowboys, what do they ride? Broncos, Broncos country, let's ride. Houston Texans in town, 10.5 point dogs against Russell Wilson, over under 45.5. I really don't give a shit about this game. I think that the Broncos are frauds already. I think that they are destined for fourth place in the AFC West. Whether or not they can cover this spread, I don't know. Truly, if they do it, then maybe it's like, okay, you know, maybe the Seahawks are tougher than we thought and you can beat the Texans, but the Texans put up a dogfight against the Colts last week. I don't like this game at all for Broncos fans. I think that the Texans cover. I think that the Texans have a good time. I think the Texans fans just care about playing halfway decent football against good teams. The Broncos are supposed to be playing the part of a good team and I'm not in on it yet. Yeah, this is one of those things where you just don't, you want to you want to bet on what you know, and I just don't know enough about the Russell Wilson Broncos. And honestly, Davis Mills is, is Texans. I mean, still after a year, it's like, damn, this dude's really kind of got it in some sense. I mean, he is not he is not what people thought he was going to be in the league, and that's in a positive way. Uh, yeah. He's really stepping up in an impressive way for the Texans, which is super cool for them coming off of you know what they had to deal with with uh, number four. So. It's a it's a tough it's a tough bet for me. Uh, it's something that you know I would want to watch. As far as the Broncos will probably win this game, but as as far as getting more of a sense of what these teams' identities are as NFL teams and and how you can kind of bank on them uh, in betting and in in fantasy sports uh, is something I definitely don't have a good enough beat on. And and it's something that this week offers us the opportunity to see. Yeah, I I like. Cortland Sutton as a play here for the Broncos because he got minimal targets last week. He drew all the attention of the Seahawks secondary. I don't think that the Texans secondary is quite as competent as the Seahawks and which is kind of surprising actually given the draft and all the shit that we had to talk about Seattle pre-draft, but I I look for Cortland Sutton to have his uh, vintage breakout here and you see what the Russell Wilson connection looks like. But the Texans hang on. I'm staying away from this entirely for money point. Um, but that's that's it for the afternoon games. Cruising into Sunday night football. Ooh, sorry. One more. One more. One more. Cardinals at Raiders. Another one that we like. Cardinals plus five and a half in Las Vegas. Over under 51 and a half. There's two bets that I really, really like here. First of all, J.J. Watt is questionable. Uh, but he did practice on Thursday and Friday. If he's able to appear for the Cardinals tonight, I think that's a bit, or this afternoon, I think that's a big ad for them and a big boost that supports the fact that I like the Cardinals plus five and a half. Derek Carr, one time in his career as a home favorite of a greater of a spread, four points or greater has covered only one time in his career. Take every chance you have to talk shit about Derek Carr. This is a really fun one. One time as a four or greater point favorite at home, he's covered. Kyler Murray, hungry dog runs faster. The Raiders lose that game to the Chargers, and I don't even think that leaves too bad of a taste in their mouth. I think they go into that game as like a measuring stick, and we see where we stand because it is the Chiefs and the Chargers, and then we tried to catch up. They are third in that list of getting to catching up, and they didn't do it. So it's kind of like, well, here we are. Let's see how we can play. I love the Cardinals and Kyler Murray having a big fucking day here, bouncing back off of that blowout loss to the Chiefs. Yeah, dude, I'm gonna. This is another one of those where I think we're split on. Uh, you like the Raiders? Maybe because I'm in Vegas and I get the fumes and stuff, but 
Um, Devontae Adams, 17 targets last week. Still had a great showing. He caught 10 of them, you know, turned it into 141 yards and a touchdown. But that's against an, a very improved defense, a defense that does not give up uh, a lot easily in the in the Chargers. We know the Chargers are solid. The Chargers showed as much this week playing the Chiefs. Uh, and so to me, <clears throat> the Raiders kind of go back, licking their wounds. And at the end of the day, the travel isn't that much because the travel was from L.A. to Vegas. So they stop by our old stomping grounds in Barstow. They fuel up. They get back home quick and easy. Next thing you know, they're prepping for the, the Cardinals. I don't believe in the Cardinals at all. I don't think Kyler mm. Murray – Yeah, we tossed, the, we tossed the film clause or whatever. Okay, cool. Do whatever you got to do, but that guy needs to do some homework. He just doesn't read. He doesn't read defenses. That's the, At the end of the day, that's what the problem is. And when you got a defense like Josh McDaniels, uh, his new regime, and, and as he brings in a lot of what those – the Patriot way, uh, that defense is going to show up a little bit better. So to me – all across the board, I think that the Raiders outclass the Arizona Cardinals. I think it's going to be another fun day to watch Devontae Adams and Derek Carr cook. And then when the the, the Cardinals pull back their ultra-athletic uh, defensive players to go in and compensate for the pass, Josh Jacobs averaged over five yards last week, and, and they're going to give the ball to him. I mean, there's just a ton of reasons why I think the Raiders will cover. I think they would win by at least seven. And I don't think that there's enough threats for that Cardinals uh, offensive side of the ball to really be scared of uh, as far as, hey, Kyler Murray's probably not going to read the defense. And then when he chucks it down, Greg Dorch, the torch. Greg Dorch. Dorch 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 baby. You know, who knows? Maybe he'll have a good day. He's probably going to get targeted to shit. But uh, Raiders, Raiders by seven, Raiders by a million. Okay. All right. Well, speaking of a million points, let's talk about Sunday night football. (laughs) Karen Rogers, baby. Bears. At the Packers. Packers are 10-point favorites. Over-unders, 41-and-a-half. Some news and notes. Rodgers, 21-and-7 in his career against the spread facing the Bears. He's won and covered in six straight matchups with the Bears. And he is 9-and-0 against the spread facing the Bears after a loss. Compliments Action Network for that little note. That means nine separate times in his career he has got to absolutely abuse the Bears to get his anger out, and it's so unfortunate for Chicago fans to come off of this vintage, sloppy Soldier Field game. Justin Field starts 1-0. Energy's high. Love is there for the Bears, and it's done. This is Vegas's favorite, easiest win of the game or of the week. Green Bay is minus 500, the biggest money line differential of anybody on the whole, the entire slate, Sunday and Monday. This is a bloodbath Packers by three scores. Yeah, absolutely. They, the, I, I had like, you know, I had my opinion of the Vikings and I think that the Vikings are really competitive and the Vikings and the Packers always do go head to head really well. They match up well. Week one, you know, last year, what the Packers got absolutely scorched last year in week one by the Steelers, I believe. And I, I, you just can't put any stock into an 0-1 start for Aaron Rodgers. He's playing the fucking Bears. He owns the Bears. He has always owned the Bears. He will own the Bears for as long as he plays. Packers minus 10 is a lock. Yeah, and I think they go over, too. I just think that, again, you know. 41 is low. Yeah, they, the Packers might score 41. Yeah, you got a lot of you got a lot of teams and a lot of players going back and you know studying film a little closer this week because they did not do what they thought they would do in week one and tons of those players uh, exist on the Packers roster. So 
yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to watch. I'm a, you know, you know, I'm a bit believer in Justin Fields. And so that's how, that's another reason why I think they'll go over, but uh, Packers will win. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Really quick Monday night football Titans at bills, doubleheader Titans at bills minus 10 over under 47 and a half. I think that's a fun over to bet on just because the Titans can score. The Derrick Henry effect is for real, but ex- I expect Josh Allen to pick up and move just how he has been. And then the the second one, although they're playing at the same time, ESPN fumble of the year already here in week two. What a fucking disaster it's going to be on Monday night. Vikings at Eagles. Give me your two hottest takes for your team on Monday night. You want me to start Titans Bills or you want me to go first? Let's roll right into birds. We're pressing time. Yeah, birds. Birds were birds were excited for birds. Um, I'm, you know, we're favorite for a reason. AJ Brown's gonna cook. Jalen Hurts is gonna progress. You know, he's just gonna have more time to get some tape on there. Uh, this is the Jalen Rager revenge game. I do believe Je- Justin Jefferson is gonna absolutely do what he does. Uh, not looking forward to seeing him. But overall, really hoping Jordan Davis steps up more for the Eagles. Uh, not a big fan of our defensive coordinator right now. Those Eagles expect a lot of skill players on the Vikings to do their thing until the Eagles start showing up a little bit differently uh, defensively, as in playing the better players uh, as far as how they're performing. And so really comfortable going into this game. Uh, it's not going to be an easy game. It's going to be a tough game. The Vikings have a very legitimate chance to win. Uh, they're a legitimate team with legitimate threats. So um Excited for that one. Excited to see how those birds show up. And then Titans Bills. I think you know the ten point dog stuff is a little bit, again, too much. I don't think this is this is it. I think you know the Titans aren't going to be uh, an easy opponent, and they play tough, and they've got a good defense, and they've got Derrick Henry. So you can't be too down on them ever. Best bet on Monday night. I like the over over fifty and a half Vikings birds. That's a shootout. That's a fun one. Yeah, that's going to be like be... playoff football in week two. It'll be a great way to round out week two. Uh, really quick, let's run through what we got here for the for the weekly parlay on the Sunday slate. Just give me a nod if you like all these errors. Cleveland Browns, minus six and a half. Nod. Giants money line over the Panthers. Nod. Dolphins, 43 and a half. Dolphins, Ravens, over 43 and a half. We love that. Falcons plus 10 against the Rams, getting pretty good odds at minus 10 there. Minus 110, love that. And Bengals, minus 7.5, 106, minus 106, we love that. Yeah. Packers, minus now at 10.5, we still love that. Yeah. Six-legger, week two of the Sunday slate weekly parlay, plus 50-54 odds. $100 would win you $5,054.65. Let's go have a big day, kids. Peace. Drink beer, eat wings, bet the over, and love your neighbor.